Hey, everybody. Another episode of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast here. I'm Jack Coleman. Today, we are going to be talking the latest in the NBA, NFL, and all around in sports, as well as new five fingers on our top five favorite jerseys. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Senior Code Sports Podcast, brought to you by Big Picture Sports Group. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined as always by Jack Coleman. And we're back for another day of, uh, you know, finally recording an episode and recapping what's been going on in the sports world. It's been about three or four weeks since we've actually sat down and recorded. Uh, it took us a while to edit our last episode, but we just put that out. It was a great interview with Tim Shanahan, a lot of fun, and you should definitely check that out. But now we're here just the two of us back doing the usual thing. We've got quotes again. We've got five fingers and I'm really excited. So Jack, how are you doing right now? I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to get into it. We haven't had this in a while. Um, you know, the Tim Chanahan interview was awesome. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend. Definitely. Um, you know, maybe we'll hype it up a little more, but it was a lot of fun and Tim was a great guest. The, the editing took a long time. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit on us, but also like it was, it was tough. We were having some technical difficulties and, I don't think we'll have any tonight, so I'm ready to roll with it. I'm ready to get back to our old stuff and, uh, you know, get things back to normal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we start, I have to point out the uh, shirt I'm rocking right now is our new sack jerseys. We got them tonight. We had our first games for two teams. We had my first game against the Hornets. We had the Sonics' first game against the Heat. Uh, both those teams won. And then Coleman's Blazers should start tomorrow along with the other teams in the league. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got the sack patch here. We've got the Sean Coley Memorial patch. I love them both. These are awesome. And shout out to Tim McInerney for making that happen. Uh, Coleman, how are you feeling about it? You were calling both the games today. So what did you see tonight? What did you think? Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was the first real live sports that I've been interested in. And even though yeah. it's a neighborhood pickup league, like, it was a ton of fun tonight. And if you guys are missing sports, whoever's listening, go on Instagram, follow the Sack League account. Um, you'll get live streams of our games. You can actually, you know, to, uh, message us on there and talk about it. And, you know, we'll bring minor updates on here as well. So, like, everyone is deprived of sports right now, and the SAC League is bringing it. So follow along, and we're both playing in it. I play probably tomorrow. Um, nothing set in stone yet, but I play probably tomorrow. Aiden played today. It's a ton of fun. So definitely hop on that wave. It's so much fun, so uh, definitely check it out. Uh, like Jack said, the Instagram is at the Sack League. That's S A C or T H E S A C L E A G U E. Bang! Um, it was so much fun today. Uh, my team got the win. I don't really care about individual stats this year. I only put up like eight points, eight rebounds, and subbed out a lot because I'm so out of shape right now. But it was still <laughs> so much fun, and we got a big win. And just gonna be a lot of fun all year. Um, yeah, Jack did the commentary today on this uh, live stream, so I'm gonna do it tomorrow. So. Just check it out. Again, like Jack said, if you're missing live sports, we're bringing it to you. Socially distancing, of course, except for, I guess, playing. I mean, we're, we're being smart about it. Of course we yeah, would no. be, but it was a lot of fun. So had to plug it. I mean, I'm going to wear this shirt if I'm coming home from the game and then recording right after. It's like, I can't not, but yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, like we said, we're going to do quotes tonight. Uh, I have my first one right in front of me. And for the first time in a while, I, or I, maybe ever, I'm going to maybe give you a two-point opportunity here. Okay. Um, no, we've definitely had two points before. 
Okay. Yeah. So I have two other quotes. So like maybe I'll just, you know, give you four points tonight. We never really keep track of it, but yeah. Um, Jeopardy. I'm putting it on. I, I want a true double. I, I want a true double Jeopardy. Right? True daily double. True daily true double. double. That's what, <laughs> here we go. Um, so the reason I'm giving you two points is it's two quotes from the same person okay. about two different people. And, and what sport sense. is this? It's baseball. MLB. Okay. MLB. Um, so I'm going to read the first quote. I'm going to ask you who said it and who it's about. Then I'll read the second quote. It's the same speaker about a different person. Okay. All right. It, you, it'll, it should make sense when we do it. Uh, and I have a couple of actually like more than two options, but I, I think I'll pick the two that you'd know best. Okay. okay. So number one is we are very optimistic as of right now that maybe his proximation that he would be ready on opening day and in the lineup will ring true. So now it comes down to game reps and facing live pitching and seeing if he's in game shape. Okay. Um, so I think we're talking – based on how our show rolls, I think we're talking about the Yankees. And I'm going to say it's Aaron Boone. If we're talking Yankees, I'm going to say Aaron Boone. And then I'm going to say Aaron Judge. So you get a half point. Okay. because it's about Aaron Judge. Okay. And I won't correct you on the speaker yet. I'm just going to read the second quote now okay. and see if you get it right this time around. Again, we're, we're very uh, liberal with the points here, but that's yep. so we'll give you a half point the first time around. I'll the second it. quote, <laughs> the second quote is, if you're shooting for the DH role by opening day, I think that's a possibility. Before, and then this is, that's the end of the quote. If you're shooting for the DH role by opening day, I think that's a possibility. And then the rest of the sentence says, later he said that blank's left field availability is to be determined. So that's a big hint about the player. And then again, okay. you have a second chance at who said it. So if you're shooting for the DH role, I think that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with Stanton on this one as well. Well, not as well, but Stanton. <laughs> Stanton's correct. And then you get a chance. I'll give you a second chance at who said it. So it wasn't Boone. Uh, um, no need to think too hard about it. So, well, it doesn't sound like it's a player or anything. So right. uh, what's his name? Steinbrenner? Is, is it him? Or? It is not Hal Steinbrenner. It is our GM, Brian Cashman. Okay. The other person. That was so, the, yeah. the last option there. Sure. So. Yeah. You know, I'll give I'm you a full point. Baseball recently, so I'm, yeah. I'm happy with a full point on the first one. Yeah, because you got both the players right. Um, mm -hmm. We're talking about two of the main players that the Yankees were worried about missing if opening day happened back in April. But the spin zone that's not really a spin zone, it's just kind of mm -hmm. clear, is that the Yankees are really benefiting from this delayed season. Yeah. Not that it's shortened because obviously smaller sample size, maybe we're slumping and we miss the playoffs or have a wild card spot because we were cold or something. That can happen to any team. But for us, we were so injury ridden at the start of the season. We still probably won't have Severino, who had Tommy John surgery at the start of the year. But guys like Stanton, Judge, and another option, or two other options here, uh, James Paxton, our starting pitcher, as well as center fielder Aaron Hicks, who missed the end of last season. Those guys are all going to be back. Uh, knock on wood or expected to be back, you know, within the first week or two of the season. And because of that, the Yankees will be more full strength. So 
you know, what are you expecting from this team? This is also the first time we're recording since the MLB announced the 60-game plan, you know, for the regular season. We're starting off against the Nationals, which is going to be a crazy series. Any of that, unpack whatever you want about the baseball season. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, so first and foremost, I think that the Yankees, like you kind of mentioned, are definitely benefiting from a shortened season. So first and foremost, players getting healthy. That's huge. We've had a lot of injuries. We're getting everyone back in. I think that is huge for us. But more importantly, and this was brought up, you know, in the past week or so um, about teams that wouldn't have been in the playoffs within a 60-game season. And, you know, that was the Nationals. So the shortened season really limits the amount of extra teams that can really make a late season push. And now you have your absolute dynamite clubs like the Yankees or um, even the Dodgers, like who are just going to absolutely do what they were bred to do with the teams they have and just win and straight up win. So that is huge for us Yankees fans. Um, You know, I really think that this is the Yankees season to win. We don't have, again, any of these teams sneaking in. We don't have stupid Astro stuff sneaking in. And we now have Garrett Cole. So we've been hyping up Garrett Cole on this show. I think it's all pieced together for us to get a nice little ring here. I keep talking about this thing uh, like a nice little ring because right. all these seasons are now shortened. So True. whether it's the Yankees here for baseball, I really think it's going to be the Yankees getting a nice easy ring to add to the resume right here, as well as with the NBA, I think LeBron can add a nice easy ring to his resume as well. So I think it's all good that this is all happening um, for the Yankees' benefit. Yeah, no, I totally agree that we're benefiting from the injuries. But I think my concern, you know, like we talked about, the Nationals wouldn't have made the playoffs if the season ended 60 games in last year. The Dodgers Mm -hmm. were another team that at some point in the season, as everybody does, they went on a complete cold streak. Whether it was at the start of the year and maybe they would have missed it or been a wild card team, I feel like, and I got to fact check myself on this, but I think in August, maybe they either went on a crazy like 20 game win streak or like with like a loss in the middle, which got them back to the top seed, or they went on a very, very cold streak that, you know, brought them down a little bit. Of course, they still finished very high up. I think it's the former option. Anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what baseball is. It's so streaky. We could have a team finish like 45 and 15. And, you know, like a 750 win percentage is unheard of in baseball, but that can happen. You know, that's how you know, minimizing or or shortening the season by so much. We'll see guys, you know, someone said on Twitter, like a player could hit a 400 batting average, you know, something that hasn't happened since Ty Cobb back when the game was so different. But like DJ LeMayhew had like 380 through like the first half of the year, people just hitting these unheard of numbers because they usually come down, you know, baseball is such a game of averages. Those come down as the year continues. Everybody goes to the mean. Um, it's going to be cool, but at the same time, there will be so many different asterisks. You can't have someone from this 60-game year, if they break the batting average record or the ERA record, that's going to have an asterisk there. That won't count. And similarly, we'll probably say that the champion of the season will have an asterisk there too. They'll get their rings, but if it's a Yankees win, I'll be happy about it, but we'll also receive so much criticism, I'm guessing. You know, they're not criticism, but questions. So I was going to ask you yeah. a similar question. Like, do you think that the MLB's title will have an asterisk next to it? And do you think the NBA, which is doing a, you know, a different system where they're basically finishing the season, kind of, and then doing a full playoffs, does that get an asterisk because of the delay? 
Yeah, it, it's really tough to say. I mean, if you look at the MLB, we didn't technically put an asterisk next to the Astros. I mean, the fans may have, but, you know, legally and, and in all those binding terms, the, the Astros don't have that. Sure. Uh, one of my other concerns, though, is, you know, we always talk about Yankees players who are new to the team earning their stripes and having that moment. Well, with a shortened season, you know, Garrett Cole may be having a tough time here or there adapting to Yankee Stadium and playing under that pressure, under the New York lights. I'm not saying he will. I think he's a phenomenal pitcher, and maybe he can rise above that, all rise, like, let's go. Yeah. But I don't – you never know. Like, he's human being, and he's playing in probably one of the toughest positions um, under some of the highest scrutiny of fans in all of sports. So it's tough to say. A couple other things, though, um, watching the Red Sox play the Yankees this year, I think he's going to be awesome. I think, I think the Yankees are going to demolish them every time we can. We should. We should. That's garbage. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. I think that we've been waiting for this for a while now. And just my main thing is, like I've kind of been hinting at, just seeing Garrett Cole in the stripes pitching – it's going to be incredible. But, you know, kind of something that I was talking about before is that with Severino out, or you were actually talking about, excuse me, but with Severino out, you know, if Garrett Cole starts getting a bit of a cold streak and Severino's not there, things start to look a little bit sketchy. And with a shortened season playing devil's advocate here, like it could hurt us too. Um, but I personally think everything's going to be okay and we're going to be fine. Yeah, what I'd do is if, um, you know, for Severino at least, uh, if he's coming back from Tommy John, I don't even think he'd be fully recovered by even the end of the season. So I'm not rushing him. If I'm doing anything, we've got Garrett Cole, we've got Paxton back, we've got Tanaka, Jordan Montgomery is a pitcher who missed all of last season, is now back. Uh, no more CeCe, but I want to say we still have J.A. Happ. So that's a full five-man rotation there. We have other young guys who are on our, I think they're calling it the summer camp roster so it's like the equivalent of spring training in a normal season and those guys will be training with the team you know for this month before the season starts that's where all these cashman quotes came from it's probably addressing you know his roster picks for this um so it, it'll be interesting we have enough options in our starting rotation that there's no need to rush severino back uh in the same way i wouldn't rush stanton back you know if we have so many other dh options and then if Talkman can play like he did last year, we've got a left fielder right there. We've got other outfielders as well. In my opinion, it's so important now that we, you know, like we've both said, we're good enough that in 60 games, we should definitely have a playoff spot. Rest those stars that you need in those playoff series and don't use them early in the regular season. Because yes, every game matters in the MLB. In a 162 game season, definitely. But very much so in a 60 game season, like we've been saying. Um, but honestly, if I'm the Yankees, you're also not wanting to risk a long-term injury with so many guys that got banged up last year and you'll need them down the stretch. So it's going to be a tough um, balance that the Yankees will have to find. But I do believe in Cashman. I believe in Aaron Boone. I think he really showed himself as a manager last year. I was skeptical of him in 2018, but last year he was great. The, uh, the, the effing savages line uh, last year, that's what really won me. Legendary. Yeah, that won me over. So I'm excited to see him again this year and, I, I miss baseball so much. I, I was talking to uh, 
the guy I work with at, uh, at my country club, um, the tennis pro, and he's a big Mets guy. But in general, he's just a huge baseball fan. We used to talk about it all the time last summer. And we were both saying, like, we don't really like this plan. You know, we wish there were more games. We wish the, te- uh, the owners and the players just weren't bickering so much. You know, this could have been solved a while ago. But at the end of it, once everything was announced, we were like, baseball's back. We're so happy. You just can't complain. So I'm excited. Yeah. My, my closing remark on the Yankees, though, is sure. it's a little bit scary that so many guys on this team, on, on a team that basically the title is ours to lose. Yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me, too. And Dodgers, like, if you guys man. don't win, like, what are you doing? Judge, you know, he, he really has to prove it this year. He gets hyped up a lot. And as a Yankees fan, like, I'm willing to admit that. He gets a little bit overhyped and overrated. And, you know, that's some of the love that should be shown towards a guy like Mike Trout, who really doesn't get branded as the great player he is in this league. I mean, fans of the game know him, but right. he should be talked about like, like he's LeBron James, you know? Um, and then Stanton, too. Stanton, to me, really hasn't had his moment yet right. of earning his stroke. I haven't He's seen it. He's been hurt too long. So yeah. It's a really big year. And then, again, referring back to Garrett Cole, we need Garrett Cole to come out hot on this new team. Definitely. Um, then, you know, you got your guys like Glaber and everything to get you along the way. And I, I think it'll be good. But, again, it's a lot to prove in a shortened season where we are basically supposed to win. So it's scary stuff, but hopefully every, you know, if the stars align, everything will work out for us. And yeah, no, you're totally right. Coming our- <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's a lot of pressure and it's obviously a lot of pressure already playing as a Yankee in the Bronx. Um, Cause you're expected to win every year. Um, but especially yeah. this year where it seems like us and the Dodgers are clearly the best teams in our two leagues. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I just wanted to quickly address your trout point. Trout, has always been in arguably the second or maybe the largest sports city, definitely basketball city, LA. Um, but he's not in what you'd consider the main LA team. It's weird. It doesn't work like the Nets and the Knicks. Like both teams have been there forever. And it's also not even Clippers, um, Lakers. I'd say it's weird because like they're the LA Angels of Anaheim. They're not really in LA. Like people are grouping them into LA. But like Disneyland. Sure. Yeah. And everyone considers it just basically LA. Right. But I guess at the same time, it's like the real LA team based on location is the Dodgers and they get all the hype. You know, it's funny because of the whole COVID situation, we haven't heard much about Mookie Betts being in LA on the Dodgers. Like that's a huge story. And we'll hear a lot about it from sports center and everybody. Um, But arguably I see more Cody Bellinger posts. He's a, he's also one of the, maybe top five players in the league right now. But because yeah. he's on the Dodgers, I'm seeing more about him than I'm seeing about Trout sometimes. And Trout is maybe the best baseball player of all time. So it's, just, I, it's crazy. I like to believe he is. And I say that mainly because I am tending recently to lean towards LeBron as the best of all time. I know Same. We and we both said Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of saying I live through the GOAT. And True. I think that Mike Trout might be the GOAT and he has the numbers to back it up and he's on the right path to being the GOAT. So, yeah, you know, it's tough, but you're right. You're completely right in that he's not the premier LA team, but right. I don't know. I really don't know. I think the MLB needs to market a whole lot better and kind of shift that trajectory. 
Well, the Angels haven't helped because they just can't make the playoffs and build a contender around him, though they've tried. And they tried a lot this offseason. They signed Anthony Rendon from the Nationals. I think they made another big move, too. I'm just blanking on it. But they spent their money finally. And hopefully this is the year. But baseball is not like basketball. You can't just win with one star, especially as a batter. You know, like pitchers can get you – maybe 20 wins a year if they're that good, if they're like the best of the best. But Trout can go out there and hit homers no matter what. And if they don't have the pitching, they don't have the other hitting, you know, say he's just hitting solo shots because he's got nobody on base before him, it doesn't matter. You know, a home run's just one run at the end of the day if nobody's on. Um, All simple stuff, obviously. But I I do think if they make the playoffs, we'll see a lot more of Trout, which is what we do need to see. We need to see him in prime time. And that's the issue with the Angels. They don't get the prime time games. The Dodgers do, the Yankees do. So we'll see. And I mean, I'm not complaining as a Yankee fan, but yeah, yeah. So I have one more baseball thing. Last night, I sat down and watched Long Gone Summer, the 30 for 30 on Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I want to watch so bad, yeah. Sammy Sosa is a wreck now. That dude is terrifying. He looks like something out of the Adams family. He's terrifying to me. (laughs) But – um, my dad brought up this point and I kind of agree for me personally, I've been a big supporter of guys who, you know, who used performance enhancing drugs, but still got the, those records. I think it's still an impressive feat, yep. but if they weren't there. Roger Maris would still hold the title realistic. And it made me think like, damn, like I kind of wish that was the case. That'd be pretty cool to add to a Yankee fan base resume. Um, so I think that kind of shifted my perspective a little bit on it. You know? Interesting. That's funny. Cause like Roger Maris, I was also, I, I, I didn't watch it, but my parents did. And so I had a similar conversation, um, where I said, Barry Bonds has to be in the hall of fame, uh, yeah, because I, it takes, right. It takes way more than just steroids to be, have the most homers of all time. Like that is consistency. That is seeing the ball well and smashing it out of the park every time you can oh. have all the power in the world. You can put the world's strongest man at the plate. He's not going to do that because he doesn't have the reaction time. Barry Bonds had crazy eyesight, crazy reaction time, crazy bat speed. And then, yes, he was roided out of his mind. But he had homers before that, too. He's just, in my mind, Barry Bonds is up there as one of the best players ever. But he and Pete Rose both, for different reasons, will never be acknowledged by the MLB as such because of you know cheating or other scandals. Um, but my final point, final point, Roger Maris, I was looking at his stats, and I was thinking, like, wow, this guy, like, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, like, why, you know, why don't we hear more about him? That season was, it's not a fluke, but it was by far his best season. He was a one-hit wonder. I had no idea. I thought he was like a 500 homer guy. Uh, and obviously in an era where homers were just becoming a little more prevalent. But he, uh, I'll check it while you read your next quote. I don't think he hit more than 250 in his career or something like that. It was just out of nowhere, 61. Um, I got to fact check now. I don't want to just be saying random stuff. But yeah. So I'll look that up. You read your next quote, and uh, we'll see. Sure thing. So I'm going to go. 275. I already got it. 275. So good, oh, but okay. not, yeah. <laughs> not, not Hall of Fame, but yeah. good. Um, All right, go for it. I'm going to start with my NFL because I have two NBA. So pretty quick quote. I kind of went with the harder version of this story that I was trying to tell, but right. here it is. I'll always be your number one. This was a comment on an Instagram. So somehow I forgot this happened, even though I listened to part of my take today about this story. And I just, 
I, I, I think I was the first person to send it to our group chat. I, I completely blanked and I was looking for quotes today. This is Tom Brady on a Julian Edelman Instagram about Newton, Massachusetts, making a pun about BC, but really about Cam Newton signing to the Pats. Bang, bang. That's a point for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, Tom Brady being the like winning ex in the relationship where like he's yeah. doing better but he can like still comment on the Instagram being like, I'll still be on yeah. even though, you know, Cam Newton's nice. He's, he's cute. He's cute, but he's not <laughs> this absolute goat like I am. So this is all, like you said, Cam Newton going to the Pats and I'll keep this pretty short, um, but there's a couple different aspects to this that I want to lay out. So firstly, sure. Bill Belichick is a absolute genius. Once again, he waits it out. To land Cam Newton, he gets Cam Newton for cheaper than Cam Newton was asking for by a long minimum run. contract. Minimum contract, exactly. A lot of incentives, and but yeah. Jared Statham being a quarterback, no one really cares. And Pats fans, like they were buying it because they're so, you know, <laughs> obsessed with Belichick and every single move he makes, they think it's the right one. Real football fans, no one thought that he was going to have him. True. At the start of the season. And with Cam Newton readily available, Cam Newton was playing this season. Whether it was a week one injury to a quarterback, he would have got picked up. He would have played. But now you have a vengeful Cam Newton playing for the You know Bill Belichick is going to use that to his advantage. He's been working out like crazy. Cam Newton looks like an absolute beast. He looks like the uh, alien from Alien, like the Predator. Like he looks dominant right now. I'm terrified for any team that plays against him. He's basically – the more athletic Josh Allen on the run. He can take hits. And, of course, Cam Newton can still throw. Also, he probably has, like, the best receivers he's ever had right now, although they haven't really proven it yet with some of them, like Nikhil Harry and you have your Mohamed Sanu, uh, but Julian Edelman as well. It's all reliable guys. So I think Cam Newton's going to absolutely tear it up. The Pat stock just went through the roof. But even more so, even more so, Belichick is even more of a genius because he releases this and he does this move the day that the Pats get fined and penalized for videotaping on the sidelines. So that headline <laughs> was blown way under the table. No one it was talked about in maybe one tweet or one <laughs> Instagram picture. And instead, we're just obsessed and, and seeing so much of this Cam Newton act. So Belichick, as always, absolute genius. I'll give credit where credit is due. The man is a guy. The man yeah. is an absolute guy. Well, so something that I didn't even think of until listening to part of my takes today. Shout out to them. They know we're uh, we're big fans. <laughs> we talk about them a little too much here. Um, yeah. Billy Football of all people is saying like he can't wait to see what Bill Belichick and his awesome sports mind or football mind can do with a running quarterback. Like he said that, um, and I didn't really know this, but it makes so much sense, that a issue, we'll say, uh, in the locker room between Belichick and Brady was that Belichick just wanted to try out a mobile quarterback. And Brady obviously wasn't that. He was mm-hmm. just very slow, staying in the pocket, and that works for him. And he has great vision, great patience for sure. Um, but Belichick has you know, used that already. He's done that. He's won six Super Bowls with it. Obviously, it works. Um, and you can say, you know, Stidham, to be fair, could be developed in the same way because Brady, obviously, six-round pick, a guy who really just fit the system and got a lot better with age and with experience. Same could happen to Stidham. 
But I think it'll be really interesting, um, you know, calling Cam Newton like a brand new toy for Belichick just to see what he can do with this. And I think it really will be something. But my initial take, and I kind of stand by it, kind of not, now that I think about Belichick, you know, drawing up some crazy QB counters and all this different stuff for him. But my take immediately, I texted it to you guys, was this feels like a DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors move. Because it didn't happen at the start of free agency. It, it, it took a couple, a couple weeks in the NBA, a couple months in the NFL. It's really the equivalent based on how free agency works in each league. But it took a little bit. The player signs for a minimum deal because he's injury-ridden. He hasn't had the market he expected to have. Other players were going. And then he joins, you know, in the Warriors' case for Cousins, he joins the defending champs. And the Pats, I mean, they're coming off of a down year, but they just won the Super Bowl two years ago. So – and they have a lot of that core left. So really, uh, you know, the situation seems the same. Uh, different sport entirely, but Newton is banged up. Uh, I was saying to Pat, our roommate Pat, and he was like, I can't believe he even passed his physical. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy. The guy has been so hurt, and I, he's not the most accurate passer. But as, even though I said that originally, I think it's going to go one of two ways. It's either he doesn't not win the QB conversation, but he ends up not starting. You know, like maybe he starts a couple games, it doesn't go his way. Belichick likes what he sees instead of him, just goes back to his old system. Or, and I know you bet on this, and I won't go as far as saying he will be the MVP, but he has that kind of year, and the Pats win the AFC East once again, because they always do, no matter what the other teams are doing. You know, the Bills look the best they ever had, but the Pats somehow get it together, go 12-4, and 11-5, and five, and do it all over again. It's going to go one of two ways, in my opinion. But I think just with his injuries, and he, he didn't even start last year, I, I, don't, I don't have the highest expectations. I know you feel differently. Yeah. So I, I guess I kind of agree with that. But, again, we need to realize that this is the Pats organization. Yeah. How many years has Brady gone and not really been injured and, and has been True. perfectly fine? I think, I think the training staff there, I think – the offensive line and schemes that they run, you know, protect their guys. So I think that Cam Newton is going to have a great year. I think he's going to absolutely tear it up. I think that he's going to lead the Pats to a better season than last year with Brady. And this is, you know, kind of a hot take, but I really don't believe Stidham was going to be the starting quarterback opening day. And I don't think it's a hot take, but yeah. Yeah, well, I thought it was either going to be Cam Newton, because we had been, there was, um, you know, talk of him potentially being it before this move was made, Definitely. or believe it or not, maybe Colin Kaepernick. Honestly, Cam Newton is 31, and that's usually the prime of a lot of quarterbacks. So I was leaning towards him in the midst of this whole Black Lives Matter movement. I think that this is also a bit of a pretty solid PR move by the Pats, especially coming from a very white city like Boston. So I think it would have been either, either one. Kaepernick is a little bit harder to swallow for Pats fans, uh, what with the kneeling for the anthem and everything. I think we're going to see that across the league anyway. Yeah. But Cam Newton, you're still getting a black quarterback at a leading position, and everyone is kind of happy with that move. So, for sure. you know, Belichick nailed a ton of stuff on this move, and it was just a great, great business decision. But 
Play-wise, I really do think that the Pats are going to be better off than last season with an aging Brady. The only reason why I think the Bucks will be good with Brady is because they amped up their line in the draft and they have a ton of weapons. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how yeah. this year plays out. But I honestly even think potentially the Pats can have a better year than the Bucks. I'm already saying it, but it's possible. It feels a little wrong to say, but I do kind of think they might be able to pull it together. Yeah, no, it's funny. Um, these are the same weapons that Pats fans were complaining about just last year, saying like, "This is the worst receiving core Brady's ever had." I don't agree with that. I like That's, them. I They're think so too. Proven, but I like them. Yeah, like Edelman's proven, but getting older, but can still do the, you know do his thing. Sanu's never really had this big of a role, and I think it's gonna get even bigger this year. And then I agree, Nikhil Harry could be really good. I think they drafted somebody else again. Like I have to check; it's been a, so long. It feels like since yeah. the NFL draft. Um, but yeah, my final quick take to wrap that up would be Stidham. I think they truly believed he could compete for the QB job. Um, I, I really do think uh, Belichick sees something in him to think that he didn't even pick a quarterback in the draft last year or this past season or this past April, I guess, not really season. Um, didn't pick one in any of the seven rounds, signed an undrafted guy just because, you know, he needed a spot filler, but really was putting his trust in Stidham as the young guy and still is because Cam's 31, like you said. Um, but this feels like, yeah, like he had this plan in mind. He waited until Cam – you know, would agree to a cheap deal, which seems like he, you know, they had talked for a while, but I still think there's going to be a QB competition and I don't think Stidham's out of it yet. I just think, you know, Newton has the experience. He has that wow factor that Stidham, you know, doesn't have any of that yet. Um, so it seems like Newton now, but we don't know. Like Newton really could look banged up and inaccurate or not as fast as he used to be, et cetera. Though he has been working out a lot. And like you said, just looks like a beast right now. Um, but we don't know. There's a couple more months till then. We don't even know if the season's going to start on time. Knock on wood that it will, but we'll have to see. Um, quick tangent before my next quote. I just remember because I'm sitting at the, uh, like my outdoor porch table that we sometimes eat dinner at. And uh, just, was it last night? I texted you about this, but it was either last night or two nights ago. Um, no, it was last night. We were supposed to do the podcast last night. Uh, we didn't. And instead, I'm out here at like nine o'clock, like this kind of time. Uh, we just finished up dinner. We're watching the Wimbledon uh, final from last year because Wimbledon wasn't, you know, isn't happening this year. And I got in a 20-minute, like, didn't need to be heated, but very heated conversation about why Novak Djokovic was, is treated unfairly and Federer, like, doesn't have that much more than Djokovic does, like, in terms of, like, why one is marked so much more than the other. And my parents, like – like you're just biased because you're a Djokovic guy. And I was like, yeah, but like, it was just, I was going back and forth and getting so into it. And my parents were like, dude, like you just need to do the podcast. Like we just felt like we were on the podcast. I was like, yeah, like it's true. <laughs> release, man. You need the release. That's what I I'm, did. Your, your parents have been paying me for years now. They, they exactly. me. but, uh, oddly enough, I'm more of a women's tennis guy than a men's. I feel Fair. like I've, I've more women's tennis over the years they have more variety um, too like yeah. yeah since you're a Djokovic guy I I think I'm gonna be a Federer guy just Federer's the on show. the way out but yeah no you can I would say um, a couple of <laughs> you do you do it's funny though like we were just arguing you know like Fed has always been like the face of tennis mm -hmm. and I was saying 
like my mom was like, well, he's like a, you know, an attractive guy from like a positive viewed country in, you know, Switzerland. Um, and just like is a class act. No, I know. But like, these are all these things that like is why he, and he was just so good. And then two years later, Djokovic comes in. He's just as good. He's from Serbia, which is like looked at negatively still as a country. And he's, yeah. it's still like, I think he's a classy guy, but he's had his outburst once in a while and Federer never does. And then I'm just thinking on the other hand, like I've watched both of them the past few years and I just like Djokovic's game better. And he used to be the three, the number three ranked for so long behind Federer and Nadal. It would go back and forth. And I was just rooting for Djokovic to one day be number one. And the past few years he has. And it's been fun, but then I, oh, the reason I got so mad is at Wimbledon, it was so clearly biased for Federer. Like Federer would win a point, huge eruption, and then Djokovic would break his serve, and it would just be like a small clap, like, because you should clap for the players no matter what. But it's so clearly on Federer's side, and it like got a little better. It's like, again, I'm, like, yeah, you know, with Tiger. Back in the yeah. day with Tiger. Yeah. Like Tiger. It's and I have the same feeling with Tiger. Like, I like Brooks Kepka better. I like, a lot of other golfers yeah. better. But yeah, Brooks is my guy. Again, I, I probably like his part of my take. Phil, I, I love Phil. They're, they're all, I have like special places. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think golf is more my gentleman's game of choice um, as opposed sure. to tennis. I, I feel like I've watched more golf than tennis. But uh, yeah, I, I'm rolling with Federer <laughs> from now on. Go for on, it. You can. No, I get lost in both of those. I love watching those. They're so much fun. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. And I miss them both so badly. Golf being back is actually awesome. <laughs> um, but spin zone, is it tough to be a Djokovic fan because he kind of made a ton of people get Corona? <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I feel like it's how jazz fans must feel with like Gobert starting all of it. But um, it, that was just boneheaded. You know what I mean? What? Or Nets fans with Durant. I'm sure Durant was in Nets contact. Fan, yeah, but he didn't like he didn't lick a microphone. You know what I mean? Like that was like thirty-eight million for multiple star players on your team to get Corona. How does that feel? We'll we'll get to it, is what I'll say. But I, I do have it. The Knicks playing the I forget who it was, but we played someone who had Corona or something, and none of us got it. Except James Dolan, which is a win-win. That's an awesome Corona win. When now we're taking everything in in terms of Corona. That's a big Corona win. I'm taking. Sure. It. I mean, we don't <laughs> wish bad on anybody, but no, I wish bad on James Dolan, and I will say it a million times on this show. He's done way more bad to me in my lifetime. I wish bad on James Dolan, and Fair I will enough. live and die. Fair <laughs> <million> <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, all right. All right. So I have two NBA quotes. This one is unrelated to what you just said. Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but the other one might be. Uh, so you oh. say, uh, this is a special moment for me in my NBA career. I've been a fan of blank for years and love how they represent all aspects of basketball culture. All right. So this is going to be a null and void because I basically have the same thing. It's 2K and it's Dame Lillard being on the cover of 2K21. Let's go. So this is a nice, easy segment anyway. Um, and we're probably going to play some 2K tonight. So We're making Dan you know. wait right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening right now, we're, we're very sorry. We'll be on in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for me, I love Dame. I wrote a blog up today talking about this news, 
And to me, Dame Lillard is my number two point guard in the league right now, only to Steph Curry. I know Steph was out, but Steph Curry is incredible shooting wise and everything like that. But Dame is just your true all around point. I, he's everything that Russell Westbrook is in terms of explosiveness, um, maybe not to the extent of Russ, but he's also everything that Steph Curry is in terms of shooting, but maybe not as good as Steph Curry. But sure. he combines the two together flawlessly, and he's the real reason why the Trailblazers have been relevant over the years. Um, I'm a huge, huge Dame guy. Plus, he raps on the side, and I enjoy a, a decent Dame dollar track every once in a while. True. Yeah, no, I'm looking at a uh, power ranking Bleach reported before the start of the season on uh, point guards, and that was the same one, two they had. Steph and then Dame. Uh, Kyrie okay. at three. Who? Kyrie? Kyrie. Kyrie is my three anyway, so yep. – Bleacher Report and I are on the same page for everything outside of Nick's content, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, it had Russ at four and then my guy Ben Simmons at five. And I, I love Ben Simmons. So, I kind of have a problem with Russ at four okay. and even Simmons at five because okay. I think Chris Paul, in as he's aged, has become a little underrated. We saw Chris Paul's the number eight. I, I think Chris Paul is still a top guard in the league especially with the Thunder this past season. Like, the dude is probably one of the best true point guards of all time. Um, and, and obviously, he's older now, but still. Uh, so the other thing about 2K, though, is that Dame is, and as you know, one of three cover athletes. And I told you earlier, yeah. my predictions on the other two are Zion because of the 2K21 trailer. Yes. Everyone is just absolutely, like, fawning over the kid even though he's only played a you know minimal amount of games it's on we get it yeah get it but like 2k21 already zion's probably going to be on the cover of 2k like six or seven times so maybe that's what they're going to do maybe it's like they will make because there's other games like fifa used to be messy for like eight straight years because he had a contract so maybe that's what's going to happen has a contract but this is spot you're spot on here he used to yeah that he had like an exclusive contract but um, I, won't, I won't reveal your other prediction, but what I will say is I didn't realize Dame is specifically for the current-gen game. So on the PS4 version and the Xbox One version, it's going to be Dame. On the oh, new-gen oh, version, God. the next-gen version, because of the trailer and everything, it's going to be Zion. There's no question. It's going to be. And, and he's the next generation. He's the sure, next exactly. You know? no so why do they pick a young guy? And then my... You know, 2K always does their MVP edition or whatever it is. Exactly. Edition. It's going to be Kobe Bryant. It's going to be a rest in peace to Kobe. It'll be like Mamba edition. Yeah. He's going to be that legend, you know, cover. So legend, yes. I I like those three options. I love all three players with a special, special emphasis on Kobe Bryant. Yeah. We talked about that. But I think it's a good good set of covers this year. There's no – yeah. No, but Coleman, there's no question. Like, you are spot on on that. And I don't, I'm not going to like take credit for it either. But the second you said those, I'll, I'll kind of hang on your coattails here a bit. But I put it all together when I read like Dame current gen. So I was like, yeah, Zion will be the I next gen guy. Gens or anything. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, but now that makes literally like so much. Yeah. Because and, in other years, yeah, like, in other years, there was like um, a Jordan, a Magic and a Larry Bird cover. That was like 2K 12 or 13. 12, I yeah, oh, I think it was 12. Wait. It was 12 because 13 12. was when it had George, Paul George. Heroes. Yeah, and, and KD. 
it was John that, or there was like maybe it's Harden. I don't know. But that was the one they had three people like Wasn't on Blake the same Griffin? cover. <laughs> What's up? Wasn't Blake Griffin on there too? That, no. Okay, it was Blake, Paul George, and KD. I'm confident that's the three. Wasn't D Rose? I thought D Rose. D Rose had his own cover, I think. Um, Dude, we gotta figure that. That three is. I'll look right now. But anyway, there was a year. <laughs> there was a year where there was just different covers. Like I had the. I think I had the Jordan one, but you could also just get the Magic or the Bird one just by whichever one you know you get in stores. Um, you could just kind of like pick your one. So I was like, oh, is that what they're doing? Then I read in the caption like, Dame Lillard is our current gen cover athlete, and I was like, oh, that's there's no question who the other two are going to be then, because Dwayne Wade was this year's legend. There's no question Kobe will be the next one. I mean, you could think about guys who retired. Like, if Kobe didn't pass away, Vince Carter, I think, would be the legend. I, I was going to say, before I thought about um, Dame as a cover, I thought it was maybe going to be Zion, uh, Vince Carter, and then Kobe as, like, the ultimate edition cover. True. So, Hey, all good options. I might make, like, a custom Vince Carter uh, cover because – oh, well, now I just buy the game digitally, so maybe not. But I, I just love Vince. Like, I've been wearing his UNC jersey any chance I get. Like, I feel like it sucks that he uh, won't get the send-off he deserves because, you know, the Hawks are not in this return to the uh, league. So he's retired officially. And, and that stinks, but it is what it is. Um, great player. Probably my favorite of all time. D'Lo, very close after his run with the Nets, but – yeah, uh, shout out to Vince Carter. <laughs> um, NBA Live isn't a thing anymore, right? They stopped making those. I believe recently I heard that, that this so. year they weren't going to have an NBA Live. But believe they so. did announce that 2K was going to do a NFL game. So who is your prediction for cover athlete for 2K NFL? That, okay, so that, first of all, I think it's very – the 2K NFL game is supposed to be arcadey. So with that in mind, I would have guessed Lamar Jackson, you know, but he's already going to be on Madden. And it's not to say he can't be on both. They both have the licenses, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing there's like an exclusive deal in there with EA. I'm going to say Odell. I mean, I know Odell was already on Madden, but he feels like another like fun guy who like, you know, captures the arcade essence. But if we look mm-hmm. back on who was on like NFL 2K5 or whatever the last one was, I think that'll give us like a good idea of what they're going for. Um, did you um, have anyone in mind? Kyler? No, I well maybe, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that it's not a quarterback. Sure. And I'm gonna say it's Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that's a great one. Or we get Cam in a Pats jersey. I could kind of see that as well. That'd be wild. All right, this new- this that supports my uh, Odell prediction. It's T.O. doing yeah, a one-handed like catch. Yeah. yeah. No, I so, like that a lot, too. Um, so that'll be interesting. Also, to sh- go Jerry Judy, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. Wow. That will be very cool if they picked a, uh, a rookie. Also, I just saw I was going on Twitter for my final quote, and I stumbled on this. Um, that can get his weird yeah. stare there. He's <laughs> just hub saying this person can't be real and this is his picture oh my god so that is a guy that the Mets just signed who used to play for the Astros so shout out to you Jared Hughes um another shout out I forgot about uh it's Hayden Lang's birthday today so shout out Hayden I said I'd give him a a a shout out for that he helped a ton with the sack game stay as usual 
there's no way Colin Coward, I'm sorry, guys, was doing talking about Gus Duggerton on his show today. Did today, yeah. It was so uh, great. Other parts of part of my take plug here, but yeah, I, I saw that. It was kind of wild. Wait, and the, the headline was he like Toledo head coach Gus Duggerton suffers heart attack? Well, yeah, that's what uh, part of my take said. So he could delay <laughs> his decision. Well, yeah, the thing was this was a vacation week for Big Cat, so he said he just wants to come back refreshed Sunday, so that was his excuse. That's awesome. pretty awesome. The bottom line um, just says Jameis Winston will sign a 10-year, $856 million deal with the Buccaneers. <laughs> so it just can't – it's crazy. Whatever. I want to watch that later, but that is so great. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. My Dinwiddie quote. Oh, well, all right, never mind. Wow, awesome. <laughs> we talked about Spencer it before. Ah, oh, you got it. You got it. All right, so Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> has COVID. Um, so two days ago – Two days ago, he was talking about his jersey, and he wears like 26 now or 20, 28 maybe. He switched his number from eight because of Kobe. Um, and he was going to put Trillion as his back name, his last name on his jersey because the NBA is doing like an XFL thing. You're allowed to put whatever you want on the back. My prediction is J.R. Smith goes yeah. with like Hennessy or something. But anyway, besides the point. Um, <laughs> so, and we've talked about that before. That's weird. J.R. Smith, Hennessy has been on the show before. Anyway. Uh, so Dinwiddie was trying to be like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, our country has 26 or 28. I really forget million dollars or trillion dollars in debt. So I want to you know, put en- emphasis on that. And I was like, that's kind of cheesy, but also kind of cool. Like I- I'm fine with that. And then not that these have anything to do with each other, but like, I feel like everyone was like cool with it at the same time, comparing Dinwiddie to like Kyrie. Like I saw some guys on r slash NBA on Reddit being like, how do the Nets have uh, Dinwiddie, Kyrie, and Katie in the same locker room? Like, what are the conversations that must go on behind the scenes? Maybe it would. Maybe that's what Kyrie was missing over It's there. all these big brains. Yeah, maybe. Um, all together. Yeah. But anyway, the next day, he announces or Shams announces that he is COVID. But uh, there were like – I wasn't going to read that quote. That's why I kind of wish I didn't spoil it. Yeah. I was going to read his tweet um, responding to Woj – who was saying that DeAndre Jordan, who also has COVID, is not going to play this year. Yeah. Um, and it was like, and Spencer Dinwiddie also plans to not play. And Dinwiddie went, like, didn't go at him, but he corrected it. He was like, as I told Shams, which I thought was really funny. He was like, as I told Shams, That's I do still plan to play once I'm healthy, which is cool. But my big spin zone on all this is it is great for the Nets. It gives us a kind of cop-out excuse for not being good in the playoffs i mean we already are not even the playoffs the play in games we didn't have kd and Kyrie already we were gonna put up a fight i think we're still better than the magic and the wizards with dinwiddie lavert jordan jared down joe harris i think that's a good enough team um because the wizards are just feel you know what i mean um but was anyway was like lights out this season though and if, but if those two played each other i mean it's just like it's a deeper team versus bradley beal so like again on the nba any given night beal could just carry that team but he's gonna have to be doing all of the work and be like and let's not forget beal had those high scoring games and also lost a couple i believe so. yeah exactly so that's what i'm trying to say but now that there's no deandre jordan at all so jared allen who's been coming off the bench all year even though he can start, it's going to be weird. He's adjusting to that role. He's going to have to start and not have, like, literally any center behind him. I have no idea who's backing him up. And then we won't have Dimity for a couple of weeks. This team is just Karis Levert right now. 
And as much as I love Karras, that's he's like the fourth guy on our team usually, um, or third. Anyway, we shouldn't be good. And the big deal – this is my spin zone. I really got distracted um, – is we don't get our draft pick this year if we're in the playoffs. It is lottery protected. So if we're not in the playoffs and we're in the lottery, we get it back. Next year when we have a full season of – well, knock on wood, Kyrie, but also KDU's back. We should have even better record than we would have this year had we made the playoffs in a regular season. And then our pick would be even worse, you know, for the team that would get it. So since if it doesn't, if it doesn't go to the Timberwolves, I think have it or the Hawks or something, a bunch of trades happen. Mm -hmm. So whoever has it, if they don't get it this year, they get it next year. If they don't get it next year, I think they just unprotected get it in uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long story short, we want to keep our pick. We're not going to be good without all those players. So we would get like the 14th pick and that would be awesome. So yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, my further uh, spin zone, I guess on this is I think that this uh, draft coming up is very, very deep. I I really like a lot of the players in it, but I think missing March madness is going to be very, very weird for the, bottom half of the first round where teams are kind of blindly picking guys and it might not work out. So like, again, kind of great that you're keeping the pick, but it could be a complete bust because we missed that entire time. Unless you guys go with like a foreign type of player who falls to you, you know, that could really work out well, but I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of tough um, to see. Also, I think that the biggest impact on the Nets this season um, being affected is that DeAndre Jordan, as he's aging, missing like another season, isn't really helping you guys out a lot. I I like DeAndre Jordan. I liked his time on the Knicks. Um, We didn't really have the pieces to make it really work around him. But again, like he's a big guy. He's getting older. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the go-to center for you guys like you – like Nets fans kind of hyped him up to be almost like uh, this big with Kyrie and KD. No, no, I hear you. I never thought – here's the thing. I'm a big Jared Allen guy. So I thought Jared Allen would still start this year. It's the fact that DeAndre Jordan's being paid like a starting center. Um, and that was just to br- – but that was just to bring in KD and Kyrie. And look, like it's even more money spent to get these guys in. It could totally backfire. But if you're a team like the Nets and, you know, a team – who hasn't had a bona fide star since let's, I don't even know if you can say D will, maybe we have to go all the way back to Vince Carter and Jason Kidd for that. Right. You, had you, some fun. Yeah. And Joe Johnson did too, but these guys are a whole nother tier. Yeah. I'd say this is the equivalent of Jason well, Kidd. I mean, and Vince Carter. If you're well, yeah. But I mean, if you want to count Paul Pearson, Kevin Garnett, like but those guys were still yeah. top of their game. I mean, declining, but still like, Right yeah. after mainly Paul Pierce Not when they even. were traded. Yeah, I think they Paul, were, Paul Pierce still went on to play pretty well for the Wizards when he ended up. Yeah, I think you're remembering it better than it was. Um, they were really on the decline as far as I know. But, hey, man, I'm, um, I'm trying to help you out here. I, I, I'll take Nets hate all day. <laughs> yeah, no, all I'm saying is um, these two guys, like you, you're going to pull out all the plays. I, there's a different saying for it. But – um, all the plugs, I don't know, to get this guy, these guys in. And that's what the Nets did. And one of those things is to bring in uh, their favorite player 
or favorite teammate or rather someone they want to play with, whatever it is, in DeAndre Jordan, and a guy who also can mentor Jared Allen. So I just think it works, but at the same time, it's like a 50 million contract for four years. It's a lot of money, uh, or maybe it's yeah. just three. Regardless, they're committing to a win now, and by win now, it doesn't even mean this year. It means next year. So we'll see. What would you say? Along with 38 for Kevin Durant this season. No, I know you said that, but again, like, what are you going to, you know? Oh, I, I know. I'm just saying add those all up together and it's like. Well, and it's, but at the same time, it's like, we, we have to fill out our salary cap and we did that and we put up a respectful, respectable season and we know we have KD under contract for next year. And we also talked about this in big picture. He's not going to be MVP Kevin Durant. You know, there's a chance that it won't happen. I don't think, but he's still going to be the same shooter he used to be. You know, that's not changing. His yeah. mobility is going to be a little lower, but the guy is going to be worth that money and all the investment around it. So it yeah. just really, to me, Kyrie is the game changer. Can he stay on the court? Can he keep the locker room okay? Which I really think the locker room has been overblown and that Kenny Atkinson was fired because he wasn't the right coach for winning with stars. You know, I love Kenny. He did it with D'Lo. He developed him and Dinwiddie and Levert so well. But that's not what we need right now. I agree. That we've said this before. He should be the next guy. I want either but, Kenny yeah. or uh, Becky Hammond. Oh, I think either one of those would be a really fun, cool pick for the Knicks. Um, Becky Hammond is a great coach and would look awesome right now. Like that would be again. We're speaking about PR moves. You can't beat that. Huge for PR when the Knicks are so 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 bad at PR. So bad. Uh, Which is why so, I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> it's too good for them. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny's a good pick. Honestly, if Thibodeau happens, like, I, uh, I don't even know. Mike Woodson I, I maybe comes back? I saw that. That's the ultimate bad move. Yeah. If that happens, I don't think I, it will. I don't have it in me to get a rant out. So we'll, we'll worry about that when this all goes down. But apparently yeah. a coaching hire is going to be made um, sometime this upcoming month. So yeah. It'll be a big topic on the show, 100%. Oh, definitely. My guess is the Nets won't hire anyone. They're going to stick with Jock Vaughn, uh, our assistant coach, just as the interim. Because, again, I don't think these games matter to the Nets anymore. We just don't have anybody. And then we'll actually wait till the real offseason to make our hire. While, again, like this isn't a jab at the Knicks, but you guys are in your real offseason already because they didn't bring every team back. They just brought the top 16 or whatever it is whatever made the pelicans get in which we don't need to talk about but that is clearly why this system is going on and not the uh or top 20 because 16 would be the playoffs anyway um you guys are in the offseason already you can think about these things which is in my opinion an advantage compared mm -hmm. to a team like the nets who there will be less options in the offseason maybe there'll be a firing or two based on a coach that like didn't handle it well like this uh extra playing games but then I don't want that coach. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I'd rather just make the hire now and be done with it, but I don't think that's what the Nets will do. Yeah, so no. Put on the Knicks for that. Honestly, over Mike Woodson and Tom Thibodeau, I'd kind of be okay with keeping uh, Mike Miller around. I, I really don't have a problem with it. The change in play that the Knicks saw when he was head coach was pretty good. And obviously he has a connection with these guys. I don't really see anything wrong with it. Uh, so no Mike Woodson that's just going back <laughs> I, maybe I misread it I hope it's not yeah so we'll talk about that when it happens I got one more quote to round us out kind of relates sure. and keep it short um, so here it is uh, it didn't clearly 
and accurately convey what I wanted to share. It's an NBA quote from a player. This is probably my tough uh, quote of the night, but, and it kind of relates to what oh. something we were talking about. No, I think I got it. Um, nope. I'm pretty sure I got it. I think it's John Morant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's about how he wanted to change his name to F12. Yeah. Um, which, which is just not a good look. Like I get, I get probably not a good look. wouldn't have happened anyway. Like, well, of course not. I mean, he could have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we put out this whole statement, whatever. I mean, John Brown's a good point guard. He was having a great season, probably rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, but they'll yeah. find a way to give it to Zion actually. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, but like kind of, kind of a weird thing to do. Um, but I, I get his feelings and everything. So my question to you though, or not even my question, but um, I think we're going to see a lot of cool names come out of this, especially Mm -hmm. in regards to the black lives matter movement. Uh, One that I was thinking of that would be pretty cool that a guy like Kyrie, who's kind of like big brain, I thought would maybe come up with is like have the scientific name for um, not being able to breathe. Like, I think that'd be like kind of, big statement but also like a cool and you gotta know, think about it yeah crazy thing where like Kyrie has those big brain moments where you can right. come up with something like that but you know realistically i think we're gonna see a lot of a lot of positive stuff like the black lives matter uh going on the courts and everything i think it's a nice touch and that the nba is handling it pretty well as they always do you know uh adam silver always does a really good job with this kind of stuff so i'm excited right um my quick take i guess on that entire situation with John Moran. Um, he's not the one that made the picture and the suggestion. Somebody tweeted it to him. It wasn't a good look for him to say, you know, subtweeting it, uh, like, no cap, for real, though, that's what I want to do, or, like, something like that. That's not great. But And I think he probably, like, liked it and hopefully didn't retweet it, but I think he did. So that's where it became, like, he is specifically endorsing this. Obviously, you yeah. can't have you can't have swear you know curse words on the back of your jersey anyway. That wouldn't work. But I, like at the same time, you can't really penalize him, and they won't obviously. But like for what he said there, he didn't actually wear it on his jersey. And other athletes have said similar stuff. And like, sure, saying you know f twelve f the police is going a bit too far. But at this time, like. And that's what Twitter is. Like, if you go on Twitter, it is so extremely one way or extremely the other uh, for everybody. So, and for not even just politics, like for sports too. Uh, and I think that's what Morant kind of fell victim to. You know, he showed his extremities. Uh, that's not even right. He showed his extreme opinion. And because of that, you know, it, it wasn't a good look for many marketing reasons, et cetera. But at the same time, it's like he is expressing you know, his feelings about the messed up stuff that's happened in the past month or so, two months or so. And, and in general, it's been going on for years. And we addressed all this, obviously, in our earlier episode this month. But to keep it short, obviously, you can't wear that. But I, you know, it's good that you apologized. And that should be the end of that. And you won't be canceled. Like, that's not the side oh, that yeah. cancel culture comes down on. But cool. like the NBA shouldn't even, you know, release a statement about it. You know, it, it should just be done with his apology. <laughs> be done and 
and he'll wear something else. But I think he'll probably come up with something cool. I like the idea of like, obviously Kyrie's not playing, but somebody could have, you know, some cool, I can't breathe idea like that. We'll, we'll see a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully we'll see some like funny names like fall in between the XFL and the MLB's like player weekend guy, like nicknames. Uh, my favorite is there's a reliever, Brad Boxberger, who got the box emoji and then hamburger emoji next to each other on the back of his jersey. It was so cool. But yeah, so someone's like gonna mess up too with it. Like someone's gonna put something that's just like stupid. I'm I'm banking to like prove them. Who? Well, yeah, but I'm banking on Javale McGee to just. I was gonna say that too. Um, But also, yeah, but I had one more thought on it. um, Sure. Just because of how recent the last dance was, feel like Jordan like either just kept his name as Jordan on the back of his jersey or like done something so like apolitical so that he doesn't get involved in any way. Um, you know, maybe like, I don't know, putting like King and he's like, yeah, it's for MLK, but I'm yeah. also the, you know, yeah. like something like that. Um, maybe LeBron yeah, will put King. He probably will. I thought that too, but I feel like LeBron will probably try and have more than an athlete. In. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a nice addition, you know? Yeah. No, I have quick questions about it before we finish with our five fingers. Do you think, one, that anyone will use it as an advertising opportunity? Will they, like, let a company – because, like, there's nothing against it, right? Will anyone do that? And then, two, will anyone stick to their name? Or, again, like, I don't think this has to be about social issues only. Like, I think it kind of is why the NBA introduced it, but – it already, even with, uh, even with Dinwiddie, who again is like referencing another issue with America, but it's a financial issue. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or mm-hmm. that stuff going on recently. It had to do with, you know, the fact that we have $26 trillion in debt and it's just swept under the rug. So what do you think? Do you think there will be, I think there will be players personally that don't change it. Like I could see like a Joe Harris just putting Harris on the back. And I don't, I don't think it's a problem. Kind of a decent move to do. um, To kind of not be creating any problems. Um, But we're definitely going to see guys speak out. I think my bet for who sells out uh, is like Dame Lillard. And he puts Hulu as live sports. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, what was the? I just had another one that I thought of. Oh, I'm blanking. Dean Lillard does like a Rolex watch or something. Like that would be kind of cool. Kind of game time. time. Um. Oh, there was another nickname. Or no, not a nickname. Um. For for a political one, it'd be kind of cool if someone just put like Obama, just because like acknowledging like Trump not as president maybe, and just having like Obama on there. That'd be maybe someone's like the number forty four, so they do like Obama forty four. I like that. I like that a lot. Hopefully um, no one's 45 because then they could be like, I, I don't know. I, like something like against Trump 45. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. That's what I, I Whatever Kyrie puts is going to be like but Again, he's something. not playing. Like I hope he chooses oh, something, but he's not playing. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay. So speaking of jerseys, our five fingers to wrap this up. Because we went longer than expected, but this is what a transition. Time. What an absolutely great transition. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of jerseys, our five fingers will be planned before the show. Not even we didn't even discuss the quotes. So this really was a great transition. Um, is just the five best in any sport from any time, five best jerseys of all time from each of us. 
So we'll do a draft. We're both doing this completely off the top. It was Coleman's prompt. So maybe you have a little bit um, more of an idea of teams you're going to pick than me, but even still, we're just going to go back and forth. I'll let you have the first pick uh, since I feel like, again, you'll have somebody you're thinking of. I'm going to still just kind of rack my brain. How about no, no phones, no looking up anything. Yep. No, that's cool. Um, My number one and I just think it's such a awesome uh, revamping of the Jersey, but Miami vice Miami heat jerseys, they got to be yeah. my number one. They're clean. They're awesome. Dwayne Wade rocking it in the end of his career was so cool. Those have to be my number one. I no argument against that. I, I think they might have the best. It wouldn't be like the Jersey team. It probably comes down to like PR or something, but whoever makes the jerseys just over the past 10 years, you know, doesn't matter who the jersey sponsor yeah. or maker is, whether it's Nike, Adidas, whoever. But when they had the white hot jerseys and the blackout jerseys uh, with LeBron, oh, like the L Heat, the L Heat, L Heat cool. when the Miami or the Latino Knights is a thing, and then now they bring the Miami Vice alternates. It's incredible. They they killed it. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, great pick. Um, it's funny. Some of my favorites are also from Miami and you didn't even take them, but I'm not going to go with uh, those. I'm going to try to think I'm going to go. This is kind of a crazy first pick, but it's just the one sticking out to me right now is the Tampa Bay bucks creamsicle alternates or throwbacks. I love that color. I think it's just a, it's a cool pick. Um, And I want to see Brady rocking them because I think those might make a comeback this year. And that'd be sick. Uh, So that'll be number one. Um, not necessarily my favorite jersey ever, but just the first one that popped up. Um, I, a homer here, uh, a homer move here, rather. But I'm going to go with the Yankees pinstripe home jersey. I mean, I can't not. Choice. I, I was going to pick them next. Yeah. Uh, so we'll such be, a classic look. And exactly. It's so recognizable around the world. I, I think that's an awesome pick. Yeah. Um, so this makes it a little tougher now. I yeah. think – I'm going to go with – I think I'm going to go with another NBA one, actually. But I'm going to go with the uh, Raptor dinosaur jersey. I think those are awesome. Those That's are really fire. cool. I immediately think of Vince Carter dunking in them. Uh, those are so sick. Um, and then, let's see. I kind of wanted to go with a football one, too, here. Um, you know what? bit recent, but I'm going to go with the – I kind of mess this up every time, but I think the char yeah, it's the Chargers, the new Chargers jerseys. Oh yeah, so, those are so clean. Some of the cleanest football jerseys I've seen in a long time. I'm a huge fan. And you can even group the uh, powder blue Chargers throwbacks that they used to wear yeah, uh, into that. Yep, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I was trying to think if I I don't I'm not even gonna go basketball yet. It's just crazy. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm between two uh, MLB throwbacks here, and I'm not going to take them both. Um, one of my favorite jerseys, I think I've talked about it before on here, uh, probably during our like favorite athletes uh, thing, is the Randy Johnson uh, purple pinstripes Arizona Diamondbacks. So when they used to rock the purple and green or purple and teal, I think that colorway was so sick, and they had really cool jerseys uh, with that era. And they won a World Series during it, so... I will take the pin, the purple pinstripes. So similar to the Yankees, but I thought it was looking cooler. They have the last names on it, which the Yankees don't. So very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird pick, and I knew you wouldn't take it, so I could wait till the last one. But I'm gonna wrap or uh, steal them now, I guess. UNC Chapel Hill uh, powder blue basketball jerseys. It's, uh, it's the reason, and football as well. 
the re- I always tell the story too. The reason I'm a UNC fan is uh, I was watching Hakeem Nicks highlights on a DVD showing the Giants draft class for 2008 or 2009. And I was like, eight-year-old me just loved the powder blue. And without knowing anything else about the school, probably didn't even know where North Carolina was at the time. I was like, this is like the college that I want to go to. Um, I didn't even apply. I don't know why. But this is the school that I also want to root for, and I still do. So that the jerseys alone made me fall in love with that school. So they got to be on my list. Okay. Um, I think I want to go with like the Ken Griffey era, uh, like Mariners, right? Like Yeah. The, ones. the teal? The teal ones. I, I yeah. really like those. Those are clean um ken griffey obviously like one of the goats of the game like yeah i think that you you immediately think almost of like jordan in the traditional bulls jerseys which was another one that i was contemplating but yeah i think griffey and those are very very clean um and then i'm gonna round it out i'm torn on this one i guess whichever one i don't choose will be my honorable mention that's fair um but i'm going with college football Mm. I think I'm going to go with oh, – it's hard. But I, I think the Longhorns, Texas. I think I'm going to go with the Texas My, my other one will be my honorable mention. But Texas Longhorns, those are pretty cool. Hook them horns. <laughs> Let's roll. But, uh, yeah, That's I like those pick. a lot. Yeah. I have two honorable mention college footballs as well, and I wonder if one of them is yours. I think the other one will – ooh, I have a couple now just going through them all. But yeah. I'm not going there. Um, I haven't done an NBA pick yet, and I have to do it. And this is going to round out nicely because I also am going to get to plug the sack again. Mm-hmm. It's not this Rockets jersey, even though I love this throwback. It's the one that Yao Ming used to wear with the actual Rocket on it. So similar era to the Raptors. Yep. I was um, just they, that. Yeah. yeah, so I believe, funny enough, also pinstriped. I think it was like black pinstripes, maybe on white, which is a weird look. Because they had like a blue and red rocket on it, yeah. or like gray or something, and somehow all the colors worked, and it's just a very cool jersey. That was and like the, uh, no, wait, yours is the Hakeem Olajuwon. Era. Yes, this would be yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon, um, Kenny Smith. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, yeah. Honorable mentions. I think I had a couple. I, I think the uh, purple Lakers slash the. Mamba mentality Lakers ones with the snakeskin um, thing. Those are cool. Yep. Um, and then I also had the Bucks Cream City one. I like those. A yes. Um, and then for college, I the Notre Dame gold. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. Our classic. Um, oh, shoot. There was one more college football one I was thinking of. Well, the two I had was Oregon. Oh, just Oregon. Have- They just have like 10 jerseys every year and they're all fire. Um, It's because they're the Nike sponsor. Um, And then Auburn was a weird one. I didn't think you'd have it. I really like Auburn. I thought of Auburn too. I I really did. Clemson as well. I love the orange, but I kind of had that with the Bucks. It's not like, no, but actually I do really like Clemson because the purple uh, works really well with it somehow. Um, I just had a couple other ones. Oh, not specifically the bed no, but the last year, uh, Kuji, I definitely messed that up, but the Nets jerseys with the, <laughs> yeah, like Kuji trim on it. Uh, yeah. we, that one was crazy. I still have both a KD and D-Lo one. 
Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. Katie didn't even wear those. Um, yeah. But though, that's probably my favorite NBA jersey of all time. But I'd already taken the Yankees, so I didn't want to be a homer with it. Because mm-hmm. similarly, I think the Giants, like just the classic blue and white, is a classic jersey. Oh, that was another one. The red Giants jerseys. Yeah, exactly. I, I was thinking uh, that too. Those are they, We need to bring those back. If I can see Agreed. safety. A red Giants jersey that would be so so lit. or the throwbacks where it has like the word Giants spelled out on the helmets and then it actually has blue with I think white and red numbers I like okay. I, it's the Lawrence Taylor era they're so yeah. clean and if they were brought oh. back as well the Ravens too the Ravens jerseys are always all clean. of them are great. I always think the uh I think the Panthers jerseys always really clean um, as well as the Titans. I think the Tennessee Titans have clean jerseys every time, that kind of like light blue. Um, and then I, I think the – oh, man, I, ju- I just had another – one of the other ones that I had been thinking of, I think it was college football. Um, oh, forget it, but BC. Yeah, we, okay. we have a really solid uh, – the Flutie era BC is Fair. really, really cool. I actually do like those a lot. And yeah. the white uh, Miami ones, too, I kind of like as well. Okay. That made yeah. me Miami. But, um, yeah. This also made me think of a potential future five fingers that I want to do is uh, top five mascots from, from cool. colleges. Or I guess in general, because you can kind of do it with all sports that have mascots. Uh, limited. So. Yeah. I think we've limited to college. But I like that a lot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next time uh, we'll do that. But, Definitely. yeah, for today, uh, you know, let us know who had the better top five of jerseys, and maybe we'll get a graphic up. Who knows? We've, we've been crazy busy, but yeah, you know, we keep the top fives coming. They've, they've been a ton of fun. Definitely. I, I meant to do one because I thought our um, – obviously, I thought the Tim Shanahan one was really good, but the, we had another top five from we a couple episodes ago. The board, board games were so good so i should have uh made one for that but didn't get a chance mm-hmm. if i have the time i definitely will work schedule is a little lighter now but i'm managing the sack so one more plug for at the sack league check <laughs> yeah. it out um so much fun there and honestly a, another awesome podcast here so thank you guys so much for tuning in um we'll be back with more interviews soon hopefully we're working on that yeah. as always Next otherwise working on a new one so that yep. should be a lot of fun really really fun guests who we've been trying to get on for a while now so yeah we're going to talk i guess as a maybe a hint but we'll be talking more baseball kind of like we did with tim shanahan but another baseball based guest so that'll yeah. be fun get into uh you know mlb coming back let's go i cannot wait dude and it's it's feels so close it's uh four weeks out i think which is really not that far away um so yeah a lot of fun here uh everybody have a great july 4th if we don't have an episode up by then but we'll, we'll be trying to do either one or two a week we'll be more consistent again we'll be editing this probably tomorrow can, because we'll be playing tomorrow, 2k so. Yeah. So yeah should be up soon we're, we're hopping on 2k right after this so uh yeah as you know but yeah thank you guys so much for listening um we'll be back soon There's so much more content uh we love you guys And we will see you soon. There, guys. Love you.